and I have to say this, and this will probably get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Panties. Panties. We're now in Charles's new setup. We have a new studio. Yes. It's much more uh, conducive to this whole thing. Um, hey, I actually want to say something here before I want to get this on record in case something horrible happens to me. Uh, I got a call two nights ago, Saturday, at 9.50 p.m. from a number 347-790-5561. Wow. Going for and it. I answered it. Are we allowed to... Fuck yeah, if somebody's going to call me and harass me, you better believe I'm going to fucking put it out there. Uh, They um, called me and said, is this Isaac? And it sounded like a kind of nasally bro-ish guy. What does does nasally have to do with it? You know, just kind of like, I'm just trying to describe the character of it. Like, it just sounded like a... I know what you're. One of our attorneys (laughs) is a Jew. So, I... I, uh, um, See, they said, this Isaiah said, yeah. And they, and they start in on like, this, where do you get off? And I was like, what? And, and he was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you next time I see you. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Who is this? And I think they said their name was Eric for some reason. And then, I mean, I was really freaked out. And they were like, we're going to, I'm going to knock your teeth in when I, cut, when I see you next. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, Eric, you have a nice night. So I have no idea who it is. I did like a reverse lookup search and I found like who the number is uh, to. It's somebody named Benjamin Schaefer in Brooklyn. One of our attorneys <laughs> yeah. is a Jew. And it's spelled S-H-A-F-E-R. So it's like, a we- that's like, I know that spelling from when I worked at the DA's office and I was investigating like Jews in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Hasidic Jews. That's a very, I feel like Hasidic spelling. Okay. Um, of that because Schaefer's usually spelled like with an S C H, but when it's just S H like that, um, and I don't know that that's what this is at all. I just got that impression because I made some tweets about this like Mossad, uh, like private security group that was editing Wikipedia, and. I don't know if this maybe had something to do with that. And this is like this private security group, like threatening me. I don't know if it's that it could be something completely different. I have no idea. Wow. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's like, am I on some list? Like what the weird thing? The reason why I don't think it's some personal thing is because I have no idea what the personal thing would be. Right. And then but second, sometimes that doesn't matter because people have weird grudges that they hold where you're like, what? I don't remember right, doing that. Who is, yeah, but see, I feel like they would have... I kept asking, like, why are you saying this? And they didn't say anything specific at all. Like, it was clearly just like a straight-up harassment call. Like, they weren't... They didn't bring up anybody's name. They didn't bring up anything I'd done. They didn't bring up, like, locations or anything. It felt just, like, totally random you know, like they, they didn't want to say anything specific and i feel like if you're going to call somebody if you're actually angry at them like say some guy i mean i just joined instagram again i, I thought maybe it could be like 
some guy's girlfriend followed me on Instagram or something with my new account and like thought that they were liking me or something. And, but if you're going to do that, aren't you going to say something contextual? So like you sort of know. Yeah. It's weird. Really unsettling. It's very unsettling. You got your cell phone number, right? Yeah. Not like a house phone phone or something. I mean, it's not hard to find my, it's like, I don't really, I'm not that freaked out by that, but it's fucked up, man. It definitely felt like a very professional, like this is something we do to people that are like on the bad list. Hmm. Well, if, if they're a listener of the podcast, you better stop. (laughs) Don't call Isaac. Yeah. That's creepy. Well, I hope it all turns out all right. If you disappear one day, I know. I'll know look what it was. Ben, look up that number, Ben Schaefer, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Send him some text messages. Look up Psy Group. It might be Psy Group. Psy Group. Maybe. That might be totally paranoid. Uh, it's just interesting to me that that's where you're going immediately, blame-wise. Well, I'm not... Uh, the only reason I did that is because I tracked it, and Benjamin Schaefer of Brooklyn is like... <laughs> You know, it just, <laughs> Charles is looking. I'm just saying like, and you know, maybe I criticized is, it, you know, if you criticize, there is a, you know, Israel has a policy called Hasbara mm. where anybody who criticizes Israel publicly, there's a response. It's mm. a, you're like mandated to have a response. It's kind of like Scientology. Yeah. It, it, very similar. So it's, yes, yeah, it's felt like that. It felt like I'm being like harassed by Scientologists. Maybe it's Scientologists. No, I hope. Yeah. It could also be them. That would be I great. talk shit about them too. Not really though. Yeah. I'm actually nicer towards them, your, but I reveal the inner your public workings. stance on Scientology yeah. is relatively positive. Right. Hey, we've got a guest. I'm sorry. I didn't. Sorry. Which is all right. That's that's all right. I just had to get that out. It's Matthew Robinson, who's it, been on here before. Yes, yes. Happy to be back. Glad to be back. And I don't know what order these will go up, but uh, we mentioned previously that Matt has received some hate mail. And uh, I wanted to read more Dave of Kentucky mail. Uh, He emailed me after the recent spate of episodes with Dan DePriel. And Dave of Kentucky says, I feel guilty for liking your guest Dan DePriel so much. I obviously don't have an issue with all your guests. Dan had a very successful five-episode run, and Dan has now made it onto the soundboard. You want a daddy to take your panties off? There you go. (laughs) I certainly do. Uh, So now he's immortalized, and now Dan is on the East Coast. I know. It's sad. I was actually really loving Dan's guests. I think he's such a great guest. He's perfect. Dan is a great third mic. He really is, because he's funny. He knows when to not talk. He's just very, like, you know, he's a good... You can learn a lot from him. Yeah, (laughs) Matt. Matt. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh... He is, uh, yeah, he will be missed, and hopefully he'll be back in L.A. at some point. We definitely always need, like, a comic. I think it's good to have somebody who, like, makes colored commentary jokes. Yeah. You know, and he's good at that. Yeah. Because I'm serious. You're pretty serious. I'm off and on serious. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so follow Dan on, on social media. And then we've had been having this drama with one of our platforms that I didn't want to say anything publicly because it was fine in the past, but this is really silly. We, uh, we used to be on Player FM and we had over 100 subscribers on Player FM and it was a really great platform for us. I think it brought in a lot of randos that started listening because of it. So I noticed 
a while back that all of our, we were, we were listed in a bunch of different categories. It was like conversations and featured podcasts and a few other things. And then all that was wiped away. All of our categories were wiped away. All of our subscribers were wiped away. And I emailed them and I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? And they, they emailed me back and they said, and they were like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. And so I had to send them all these statistics where we'd have like 200 listens on player FM last year like september of last year and then all of a sudden i don't it was like november or october of 2017 they suddenly disappeared and it was down to like under 50 Hmm. every month or every episode whatever it was so we finally figured out that because uh podbean our our podcast hosting server switched over to https instead of http That on Player FM's end changed the listing of our podcast, even though that's not the case for any other podcast platform on the planet. All, the rest all had the same hmm. listing, but theirs changed. So I emailed them like, well, this fucking sucks. Like we lost all of our subscribers and everything. So they said, oh, we're going to investigate. And this is the response that we got. Uh, I got word back from our server team who were trying to retrieve the logs from your old feed that we didn't have backups that far back. Oh, less than a year. As a result, the previous subscribers can't be carried over. We're sorry for that. What I can do now is forward your podcast to the content team to check if there are other topics we can feature you on. We'll let you know once done. So then I was like, okay. And then they responded and eventually said, thanks for patiently waiting. We'd like to inform we've assessed your podcast and it's now featured on our showbiz channel. (laughs) So now we're on Showbiz on oh, Player showbiz. FM. Showbiz. People are going to be real disappointed when they They certainly that. are. <laughs> Minus all of our fucking subscribers yeah, on there. Yeah. So upsetting. So hopefully the if you were subscribed on Player FM you found it a different way, but Well, if people like us they'll find us. That's true. Of these things. Pareto principle, right? You're going right. to get them. We need that 20%. You're going to get the 20% on there. So that was that was kind of a bummer. Anyway, Anyway. The drama of podcasting. Housekeeping. So, thanks, guys, for listening and, and participating and doing all that shit. Uh, I guess what we're going to talk about today is kind of a difficult topic. It's not difficult for me. A, <laughs> uh, it's a little difficult for me because I don't... Uh, it's just it's a weird situation, so I don't know how to address I guess we'll just address it because uh, a lot of people have been asking me. Yeah, well, people, you're, you're intimately involved. A in lot this. of people have been contacting me about it. So uh, a f- last... Well, a few weekends ago, my friend Josh Denny, who's been a, a guest on this podcast and who I was hosting his monthly show at Westside Comedy Theater, he posted a tweet which got a lot of negative feedback. Um, and that tweet was, quote, straight white male, end quote, has become this century's N-word. It's used to offend and diminish the recipient based on assumption and bias. No difference in the usage. Okay, read that again. Read it slower. Straight white male, in quotes, has become this century's N-word. It's used to offend and diminish the recipient based on assumption and bias. No difference in the usage. Okay, and how many likes did that get? That received 5,552 likes. How many retweets? That received uh, 1,300 retweets. Okay, and then. 
12,000 comments. Right. So the ratio... So that is insane. <laughs> like, that, that, even for any level of tweeter, yeah. those numbers are insane. Crazy. Like, even if you have a million followers, And you can thank Dictionary.com for that. I believe Dictionary.com is the source because of the virality. Because they retweeted back at him yes. some snide thing. I, if, di- if Dictionary.com hadn't chimed in, I think it would be... What did Dictionary.com say exactly? Um, Let me bring it Let's up. Let's see if Sorry. you can find it. Yeah. Um. So... This tweet, while Charles is bringing this up, really created a motherfucking sensation. I mean, this everyone was talking about this. Like, it was front and center on <coughs> all kinds of things. Like, this was really a big uh, bomb that was dropped. Funny thing is, you know, Josh, a couple, uh, you know, his show got canceled, Ginormous Food. Uh, was that canceled before or way after? Way before. Okay. So this was a, he'd lost the show already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all these, the, the funny thing is some all these people were, you know, demanding well, he the comment, Food Network, you know, cancel the show. He, he commented on that. He so. said, he said people trying to get you fired from the show that you haven't you've been fired from already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, over a year and a half ago. Is peak so so yeah. dictionary.com says in response, they said, the N-word is considered the most <laughs> offensive word in the English language, uh, quote, straight white male, end quote, is not. And I think a lot of people criticize Josh immediately for not typing out the N-word while typing out straight white male. And their whole thing is, well, if they're the same word, then why are you comfortable typing one and not the other? And look, <clears throat> this is not that hard for me personally. Uh, well, let's talk about the fallout first. Well, so... He posted a bunch of response tweets because uh, people were really dunking. Well, and then they and dug up him. all these other tweets. Yes. So they, they dug up. So they dug up. Let me find some of these ones. Uh, so some of the ones that they dug up and they had problems with are, are black people just the Holocaust Jews that survived all of it? Uh, another tweet that he said was, first things first, I'm going to buy back all the freed slaves. Hashtag worst Powerball winners. And then this one got a lot of heat. Hey, Chinese girl at the pool, please close your legs. No one wants to see your slanty pussy. Uh, Which I don't even understand. Like, what is that even? Is that a joke or like what? What year was that from? That was from, uh, let's see, 2012. Hmm. Oh, God. Maybe there was some context it was stripped from. That one, who knows? So... Uh, and then they they dug up one with a bunch of um, him using N I G G A uh, in a in a few of his tweets. And then there was one I was trying to find it last night that he deleted. I think right when um, ginormous food went on the air, and it was the one about raping. You ever get so mad at a woman you want to rape hole she doesn't even have yet? Yeah. I think it was something like that. So how are people digging these things up? There's some Twitter archive out there that has everything that's well, ever been tweeted. Well, n- most of these were still on his feed. There yeah. was a few that had been deleted, but I think had been screenshotted by his various enemies, and those made it yeah. back out into circulation. Uh, so that's and like... And what was that one? I didn't even... What was that one that you're saying? It was like, have you ever been raped? I don't even... like. There must be some context that this is being said in. Well... That's the problem is that I don't know. I don't know what the context of that was. And so some of these, like, first of all, some of these are, like, obviously jokes that are just failures. Like, first things first, I'm going to buy back all the freed slaves, hashtag worst Powerball winners. That's a joke. That's a joke on somebody 
getting their Powerball money and then making a terrible decision with it. That's not really a joke about black people. It's not a joke that I think is successful. No, right. And it's probably something you should get rid of, but whatever. Are black people just the Holocaust Jews that survived all of it? That's another one that's also... I don't even get that. Because they're all... They're black. Like, they've been burned. Ashy. Oh, Jesus. It's, again... Failure. The, hey, Chinese girl at the pool, please close your legs. No one wants to see your slanty pussy. Is that... I see, that's that's the one I don't get. You're right. The other ones are jokes. Yeah. <clears throat> that one and the rape one aren't jokes. Well, I mean, is the joke that the only way I could... There must be some context. The only the way I could I conceive of that being in joke form is it's a joke on everyone's pussies are slanty. So it's like a joke on being like racist against asian people i i don't i can't there's no way that i can look at that there's and like, something there's some joke it's like here's the thing i like know pussies josh. are slanty yeah. right i i know josh and it's like i really don't think that that i see how these seem but there's something he's trying to like no, get across me, here you know i feel like i need to say this about josh I, josh has been my friend for quite a few years he's been extremely supportive of me stand-up wise I uh, had me host a show. I, I know. I mean, my interaction with Josh has always been a very nice man. Uh, his his stage persona is not his stage persona is controversial and edgy, but it's very silly. Yeah, right. And the way and one of the classic examples is he's got a great bit about what he calls black privilege, and he tells a story about being in line at a convenience store, or a grocery store, and it's like him in this line, an old lady, and a black guy. And the old lady is talking to him the whole time and doesn't say a word to the black guy. And he's like, that's black privilege. I want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry yeah, for yeah. doing his joke, but that's his joke. It's funny because it's not a joke about black right, people. Right, it's right, a joke right. about like low-level white prejudice right, exactly. and yeah, yeah. being annoyed by old people. And exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like He's a pretty complex guy. That's why it's like these straight-up like things where he's like, I'm going to rape you. It's like there must be something in the world in which well, this makes sense. It, so... I mean, it's just hard to like. It's hard to have those out there and and def- and defend them, you know. But it's also like I know Josh and I know what his general intent is, so I'm looking at it through one mirror where I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But the problem is, is if someone came on those tweets by themselves without any context about Josh's authorial voice, then it's like, well, how, I mean, how do you fucking argue with that slanty right. pussy I, one yeah, being that's offensive? How do you how do you say that's not offensive to somebody? I mean, it, it's hard. It's easy for me to say like, well, he was trying to do this, but that's me because I know him and right. he's somebody that I've seen do stand up a bunch of times. I, I think that he has a tough time transferring his comedic tone to Twitter. Like, right. I, I don't think he's a great tweeter. Like, I don't think it reads the way he's wanting it to read. You no. know, and I think particularly in the main tweet, you know. I, I can see what he's thinking and I can see what that tweet is saying and there's a huge disconnect well, I, between those. Like, this is my... I don't agree. When people say that tweet that he made is racist, I don't think it's a racist tweet. By I mean, unless anybody disagrees with me, I don't think the initial tweet that he said was a racist thing. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a... I think it's ignorant and I think it's ahistorical in what it says because there's... I mean, they're really not comparable. Uh, those, I, I, those and I, again, I don't think he really is even. 
I think he's no, trying I, to articulate something. I know the see. yeah. I also agree, and I I'll agree with him that people use straight white male as a way to right. I think like, that's all immediately dismiss what somebody says and preemptively right. say, oh well, your opinion is not valid, and that's not any more helpful in having a, a good conversation than any other tactic. But using these two words, one of which is very loaded and has a very you know people have been murdered while that word has been said. People have been lynched while that word has been said. So it's yeah. hard it's hard to make that comparison and say that's an apt comparison. No, and, and so. especially that it's that last two sentences or that last three words, no difference in usage. Right. That's really what it's just he makes it he made it a, very easy for people yeah. to You're asking for people. You're to asking for well, exactly. And he didn't turn it into I mean I mean, this is the other thing that's, that's kind of dangerous with Josh is that if Josh's Twitter feed was always jokes, joke, 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 you can kind of get away with a little more playing around than you can if you're Josh, who likes to not always joke. Sometimes he says stuff in serious. Like, this is said in seriousness. If he'd made it into a joke, right. yep. I think people would be a little more like, okay, whatever. Right. But and he didn't do that. In in this context, yeah, he didn't he didn't do that. So Okay, so the fallout was So the fallout is uh the show that he was running with Adam Todd Brown at the at Westside Comedy Theater, which I was hosting. I've been hosting it for two years, that was canceled immediately. And Josh was banned from Westside, as from what I could tell in his Facebook post. Uh Charles and Josh and Adam Todd Brown more or less host a show called Darkest Hour on Thursday nights at, not Thursday nights, some night, at this place, the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, and basically it's supposed to be this pitch black comedy show, and more or less uh, they canceled the show and banned Josh from the theater. Correct. His, his Facebook post you can read on his page, but it says, uh, just wanted to write a post like comedians know Darkest Hour has been canceled. Uh for the last four years, Charles Disney, Adam Todd Brown, and I, that's not true, I was only involved for two years, uh, built a show based on the belief that anything could be made into comedy. We had great shows with diverse lineups every month, showcasing as many black, white, black, brown, yellow, female, and gay voices as we possibly could. That's worded strangely. Not surprisingly, today the venue owners called me to say the show is done and I'm not welcome at the club based on their desire to be, quote-unquote, inclusive. But as the internet is teaching us, with people like Owen Benjamin, Stephen Crowder, Ben Shapiro, and Jordan Peterson, that doesn't include diversity and ideas. And did he tag those people in that post? He did. Yeah. And me. I was also tagged. Right. Uh, my comments on Twitter included nothing derogatory or hateful towards any person or groups. It was a provocative way for me to share my thought to make a point, but I know in my heart who I am. I am not a bigot, and I'm not a racist. No amount of uninformed people yelling that into the ether makes it true. Uh, suggesting we treat all people better and stop generalizing bad behavior across an entire race group of people is something I'll stand behind no matter what the consequences are because I know what is right and, and what I believe in. So that stuff at the end, I mean, I would agree with. I, I've never witnessed racist or bigoted behavior from Josh. I've why? What's frustrating to me is we get it's like this reduces to thought policing. This is what this is why I get frustrated by these things. I'm not defending what Josh said, and I've told that to him. I understand what he's trying to say which i think basically everybody does but i think the way that in which he said it was obviously gonna get him in trouble and it did so and i'm certainly not defending those other tweets i'm not saying i agree with josh's tweet i think i agree that yeah straight white men can be used to denigrate people is it the same thing as the n-word no no 
And I don't really understand why he felt the need to even make that comparison. Why not just say it in a lighter way? I, you know, I, I don't agree with it. <clears throat> on the other hand, where... Okay, so later on, he went on the show with this guy, Van Lathan, who's like a TMZ reporter, who's the TMZ reporter who, like, you know, showed up Kanye when right. Kanye was making his his uh, entrees into conservatism. Right. And even in the discourse that you're saying now, we're, like, trying to decipher if Josh is actually a racist. You know, we're trying to, we're like, are you, is there, the way that Van Lathan puts it in the thing is, do you have a glitch in your brain about race? You know, mm-hmm. like we're trying to detect a racist. Like, are you actually a racist or not? Yeah. Well, even, and that's fucked up. I think that that, that is the problem with all of this discourse is we're trying to like cleanse people's minds of racist ideas. And if we've learned anything from anything, it's you can't cleanse people's minds. You can cleanse their behavior. You can make sure people aren't discriminated against by their race in policy, but you can't try and like play this detecting racist thoughts game and like if somebody says they are a racist they're a fucking racist if they say no i am not a racist i do not believe that one race is inferior to another i think that's the best that you can do um well i i think that people can be racist and not think that they're being racist i don't i don't I mean, it's just it's so weird, like this correction, this thought correction. It, it freaks me out. Well, I you mean, I, this like, is... I don't believe in I, I am not a racist. I don't believe in racism. I believe in equality, but I also don't really believe in like thought policing this, to the, that degree. I, I want to kind of separate that discussion from from this one a little right, bit, right. because that that's more about something else. Uh, the, the problem is that. There was there's there is a tendency to like be I'm a detective and I'm gonna like detect yeah these clues that, that you're we, actually a racist you know uh, and John Ron do you know who John Ronson is he wrote so you've been publicly oh, yeah, shamed yeah, about yep, Justine yep. Seiko he actually commented on this indirectly I don't think he tagged Josh but he uh, where did he say it um, just to also talk about while you're doing this uh, the f- fallout um i with my vandal press account that has like 700 followers nothing uh came out and said like hey i don't agree with or you know with what josh said but i you know comedian's job is to push the limits and you know maybe he pushed limits badly but i don't think you know i think he should get he should get negative feedback but i don't think we should just like write him off as a human being basically and immediately these two SJW women reported to Medium my hmm. tweets and said, look who your partner, because Vandal Press is a technically a Medium partner. That's how we get like money from them. They said immediately, uh, look who you're partnering with. You need to cut ties with these people immediately. Like immediately, they without even were arguing. Endorsing. Yeah, right. Endorsing his, his beliefs. Endorsing his beliefs. Which was so fucked up and cruel. It's just like you... I, I don't, I'm not even... Fucking, I'm literally saying I don't agree with what he's saying. Yeah. Did and they- and you're going immediately for the gullet. Yeah. Let me ask a quick question. Um, Him losing the show, The Darkest Hour, do you think it was just the tweet about straight white male or was it also the history that did him in? It was both. Okay. It was it was that with the, the added of those other of tweets. Those other and tweets again, you know, somebody coming to those tweets cold, it's hard 
I mean, I know he's explained it as part of like being funny on Twitter and, and a lot of them are from an era when Twitter was limited more to your friends and stuff. But like when I stopped being RJ on my Twitter, I deleted everything RJ ever said. Well, but apparently it looks like some of these things were deleted and dug up. So, yeah, there, some were, but some yeah, were I think you should have no responsibility for deleted tweets. Like, if you well, delete a tweet, that should be the end of it. Right. That's not how it gets treated, though. So, That's John Ronson uh, said, So many amateur sleuths on this site convinced their discerning people's secret inner evil on the tiniest slivers of evidence. It's like a never-ending episode of Miss Marple if Miss Marple was shit at it. <laughs> so, wow. that was, he tweeted that. Miss Marple is. Is that like the Columbo of England? <laughs> yeah. He tweeted that right around the time this was going on. Yeah. So I think he was aware that this was happening, but yeah, didn't want right. to get involved with the actual thing. So yeah, dark. So Darkest Hour got canceled. And, and I have to say this, and this will probably get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Westside Comedy Theater, when they canceled the show, they did not contact Adam. They did not contact me and say, listen, uh, we're going to stop. We can't have Josh here anymore. Uh, again, you can argue whether or not that's good or bad. Whatever. Side issue. We're not going to have Josh here anymore. Do you guys want to be involved yeah, in something? That's weird. They didn't contact either one of us yeah, to up. ask about that, even though Adam had been running that show with Josh for four fucking yeah, years. Yeah, it's hmm. really weird. And then I'd been hosting for two. Yeah. And they don't ask either one of us if we want to continue. They say, listen, we know this doesn't have anything to do with you. I mean, really, it doesn't have anything to do with Darkest Hour at all. Because yeah. Josh. What Josh puts on Twitter is not related to Darkest Hour. So I found that behavior to be so gross. It's really weird. And shitty. Yeah. It's like, how, how, what do I have to do for you to like, <coughs> uh, still treat me like I'm part of the uh, thing? I'm part oh, of the thing. Yeah, so like- I'm going to say this now. Fuck Westside. <laughs> I will not be going there ever again. You will not get any more beer money out of me. I will right. not be going to Westside Comedy Theater. Not out of protest for Josh, but just but not behaving like a partner in a in a creative enterprise. Yeah. So this right. is what's gonna happen. If some if you're a comedian and one of your comedian friends says something that Westside Comedy Theater doesn't like, they're just gonna fuck you. Yeah. They're gonna say, Well, right. the whole thing is over. And I even tell not even have the decency to like call you and say hey you know and not sorry that, about this or and, something you correct know? and not that we would have even continued without josh because it was, you know it's really kind of josh's thing and we were involved with it right yeah but at I, least say something. but at least yeah. contact the other people involved and and the other thing that's really gross is that josh has been performing a wet a wet uh, again i'm not absolving the tweets i'm not saying that the, there's not reason to be concerned about them if you are Josh has been performing at Westside for ha- however many years he's been there. He's never said a thing on stage that's ever been a problem, or they would have told him, right? So he's done comedy on stage and performed there. Nobody has any fucking problem. Those tweets have been on his Twitter yeah. forever. Right. So I'm going to ask Westside, are you going to start evaluating the Twitter feeds of every comedian that's yeah. on your fucking stage? Yeah. Are you going to start looking into the... Uh, sexual abuse allegations of comedians in Los Angeles and get some of those people off your stage. Because if if Westside Comedy Theater thinks that some tweets that Josh made are inappropriate, then they've got a big reckoning to do with a lot of fucking comics in L.A. And I find that behavior to be very gross and very shitty. Well, they are very hypersensitive. I had a friend who was producing a show there maybe two years ago, 
and a comic went on stage and did some pedophile jokes. And then two people in the audience complained to the management at Westside and the show just got canceled. I don't know if the comic got banned, but they seem to be very hypersensitive about offending people. And it seems like if you want to send the message, I I mean, the tweets are pretty tasteless. I, I think people are, the punishment definitely does not fit the crime. I think maybe if you wanted to set a message and shame them for a little bit, you know, do this kind of social media shaming, put them out into the wilderness, maybe suspend them for a month or something, maybe suspend them for two months. But to issue a lifetime ban, and your point is very, very on point, Charles, because what's worse, Josh's offensive tweets or someone who's sexually, you know, harassing female comics or male comics? Right. I mean, and these people are still going to be allowed to perform. And it just seems so selective. And it just seems like you just have to hope that in this sea of Twitter, you're not the one person who sticks out and you're not the scapegoat, the 10 seconds of hate for the week. Yeah, it's the the pylon. Listen, I, I, you know, when somebody asked me what I thought about his tweet, initial tweet, the specifically the comparison to the N-word, I was just like, it's it's idiotic. It's not a good comparison. But does that mean that Josh is now like persona non grata? Is he this evil racist that, you know, I mean, has Josh behaved in a way that is a problem? Are there any complaints about Josh being a a bad person? It's very like, very disturbing the pylon that happened. Well, and right, and you're, as you're saying, he's radioactive. It's like I come out and say one thing about Josh Denny, and it's like now, oh, my like live, not my livelihood, but people are immediately going to like these pain points, you know. And no. it's just like it's totally fucked up. I mean, this is exactly what people are talking about when it comes to censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't allowed to say anything, or else you're going to be ruined financially. You know, it's. And it's under the guise of capitalism, not under the guise of government, which is so scary because they're basically trying to affect your earning potential by going to medium and basically asking them to sever ties. And from an enforcement standpoint, it's tough to police that because we how do you police that? I mean, we have the First Amendment that covers, you know, government responsive speech. But aside from culturally having this kind of more libertarian view of free speech, what do you do to remedy that problem? Because I don't know what the answer is. Because yeah. what's what's the count? I mean, what are you gonna now start shaming the, the SJW came after you and it just turns into right. this? Right. Well, that's what I tried to do when this woman came after me. I mean, the the yeah, this is the whole idea of like the unelected corporatocracy, right? Mm. If they decide to start banning speech, what good is the First Amendment anyway? If you can't say anything or else you ha- can't have a job, then is the First Amendment really have any power at all? You know, like. Well, I think the founding fathers, you know, they were reacting to governmental tyranny, right. and they didn't you could understand the corporate. Yeah, you could threat. under you. I mean, I I know this is your hobby horse, Charles, about you know corporate tyranny, right? And the Constitution did not equip us for this corporate tyranny that right. we're living under right now. And we have to figure out a way to basically figure this out. Otherwise, we will turn into a corporate version of Stalinist Russia. Right. I mean, that's the very extreme, and we're not there yet, but that could be a danger. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. If you want to look at it from my perspective and in my own experience, I don't like the idea that something you do in this other field, like Josh was on Twitter saying dumb shit. So if Josh is on Twitter saying dumb shit, what does that have to do with Josh getting on stage at Westside and doing standup? It's very, it's very dangerous to start like doing this thing. And as somebody pointed out with the, one of the issues with this kind of pile on is it's not really effective because it only does one of two things. If the person has the means to have it not affect them, like if you're Elon, 
Elon Musk has been getting a lot of shit on Twitter lately because he's been kind of a bitch about journalists. Yeah. But Elon Musk, Musk has fuck you money. It doesn't right, matter. Right, right, yeah. It's not going to ruin his life if people are dragging him on Twitter. So that's one area where it's just not effective. The other area goes is you have this person who's completely shunned, right? They can't, their life is ruined. Like what happens? You take away somebody's livelihood and if you want to teach them a lesson, if you want to teach Josh a lesson about um, saying stuff on Twitter, the le- I mean, it's not going to work because now you've just fucked it's, them. It's a murder. And, and now what is Josh's choice besides to basically embrace his new status as like, you know, again, this is how these, from another episode we just had, this is how these intellectual dark web people are born. This yeah. is how these like supposedly, in quotes, right-wing people, which... You know, I think Josh is a libertarian. Um, these like these icons are born is through controversies like this. So what choice does Josh have now but to yeah. just totally go that direction, set up a Patreon, start preaching to the like Ben Shapiro crowd, yeah. you know, because those are the only people that well, he can – because he can't get a job in the mainstream establishment anymore, which is all – you know, regressive left. That One of my beefs with his tweet – with his post that he put – I don't – I've tried not to bug Josh because he's been dealing with a bunch of yeah. horse shit and I didn't want to get into it, but I don't like being in this post with Steven Crowder, <laughs> Ben Shapiro, yeah. and Jordan Peterson. Well, and Owen Benjamin. It's like, Owen why Benjamin. is he tagging these people? Like, well, are they going to come uh, to Owen this? Benjamin's a separate issue. I'll get, okay. to, I'll get to Owen Benjamin. But those, Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, and Jordan Peterson are not stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything okay. to do with stand-up. So, I mean... I, I'm happy to tell Josh this directly, but you need to make a determination about what you're doing. Because if you're being a stand-up, then you need to surround yourself with the stand the stand-up cloak. Because these these other Stephen Crowder, Ben Shapiro, and Jordan Peterson have policy objectives that they want to see seen. And as soon as you start getting into that, you're you're a politician. You're advocating well, not to for nitpick. Policies. You know, Stephen Crowder is. A stand-up comedian. He does do stand-up. I know he does do both worlds, but does he do like stand-up yeah. still? Let's, let's I think every now and then he does like a paid, you know, appearance at like a Republican, like you know, Turning Point USA thing, and Who he does is comedy Steven there. Crowder. I don't even know. Is, that, is it louder with Crowder? Uh, let's see. Stephen Crowder. It's at- kind of a right-wing John Stewart, maybe. That maybe that's the closest comparison. All right, let's let's watch a little Stephen Crowder. That's racist. Oh man, we got a good group. Glad to be here. Do we have anyone Probably here a tea party served event. in the United States military? Anyone here? By round of applause. Yeah, give them a round of applause. All right, doing the old military applause break. Air Force, uh, Navy corpsman. We got a corpsman here. All right. Drove here, which is great. Last time I came to Chicago, I took the Greyhound bus. Uh, and I don't want to say if you take the Greyhound bus, you're ugly, but if you're ugly, you take the Greyhound bus. <laughs> so I drove here. Notice a really disturbing trend in cars nowadays. I don't know if you folks have seen these. Uh, dream catchers? Is this, is this thing? Is it working? Okay, thank you, sir. 
Thanks for you got my back. Wow, he's very nervous and he's trying to cover it up. Unappealing. This is like comics like this. I don't understand why anyone finds this appealing. This is so. I would. That's like this is like nails on a chalkboard. I think Glenn Beck was a stand-up comic too. Glenn Beck was a because it's right wing. Just because this guy sucks. He was a Glenn Beck was a morning show DJ. I thought he did stand-up as well. I think he went on tour doing. I could be wrong. I do hate Seth Rogen. Make us laugh. It's good. Wall Street protests we have going on right now. Oh, this is old. Yeah. <laughs> you seen this group of hipsters down there on Wall Street? They were they were really excited that Radiohead was coming down to play for them, and Radiohead showed what? up. They just went in to check their portfolios. So, <laughs> <laughs> when people are rich. interview on CNN. The guy goes, "Well, listen, you know, we're going to have a meeting here, Brett, and then we're going to determine what our official message is." Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can take a guess. You hate Wall Street, but you love weed. Right. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> poor Stevens. Wow, Mike isn't working. Very, very annoying. Well, somebody, something that somebody's pointed out about. So, all right, so let it's me like, now. That. I, and I'm always complaining about how there's not enough right wing comics, and now I'm like, wow, this, <laughs> maybe that, if that's what it looks like, <laughs> well, then good. This is something somebody. Sa- I, I have to revise what I said about. It. I guess Stephen Crowder is a stand up. Um, one of the things that right wing comedians do sometimes, and Stephen Crowder's guilty of this Steven Crowder owns social justice warriors oh. compilation oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure he does <laughs> and Owen Benjamin is guilty of this is that they kind of like they make up these premises and then they get mad at the premise and do like an angry punchline about this premise but it's not even like relate it's not a real thing so because it's always it's always about their politics it's always a politically motivated premise so they sometimes get into trouble although I will say I love uh, Adam Yenser, who is a conservative Christian comedian, and he is hilarious. I've seen his. Didn't he go go on Josh's show? Uh, yes, yeah, he's I on Josh's show. Is. He is. He's been on Conan. Uh, he writes for Ellen. I, I'm gonna try to get him on. He's a very funny guy. So I didn't like being uh, tagged with these ghouls, Owen <laughs> Benjamin included. Uh, Owen Benjamin is. You know, Owen Benjamin no. is a, a comedian who he moved out of L.A. a few years ago. I mean, ostensibly because he wants to move to a more free place. I just think his career didn't take off and he got pissed. So he moved out of L.A. And then he just started like getting into the provocateur mode where he's like, I'm just going to say crazy shit. Uh, He was like bothering. He got banned from Twitter. He was bothering the Parkland kids on Twitter. He was just doing all this stuff where he he wasn't really funny anymore. Yeah, It was just being provocative Hmm. he'd moved out of like the funny part he forgot that that was the basis so i didn't like being put in with those guys Mm -hmm. that's not what i felt like the darkest hour was about it wasn't people going on stage and you know just being provocative without being funny i think we were funny a lot of the time so that was the one beef i had with that post i was like i don't really want to be tagged in there and i I think adam detagged himself (laughs) from that post oh really yeah i think so so yeah, very. Uh, hmm. So I don't know what's next for Josh. We should yeah. have him on and talk to him, see we what's going on. Yeah, except he flaked on us twice, right? Uh, once. Flaked I don't know if it was twice. Once? Yeah, I think it's just having the once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. um, Do you think the Van Lathan podcast oh, yeah, helped him or that. hurt him as far as rehabilitating his image? Right. So then he goes on this Van Lathan podcast, and it is extraordinarily awkward because something happens on it that is 
I think meaningful in that Josh says the N word on the podcast. He right. says it. Then he says it. Obviously, he's not like calling Van Lathan that, but he just says the word. Van Lathan asks him to not say it. Yeah. No, no, no. He says it first. Yeah, just in, in some oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason Sorry. I forget why. And so Van, Van Lathan asks him not to say it. Then he says it again <laughs> in describing a joke of his. Right. Right. And Van Lathan gets really like pissed and apparently like balls up his fist. And Josh then comments on him balling up the fist. It's unbearably fucking awkward. Right. Um, and it's interesting to happen. I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, obviously completely like, what is this word police bullshit? You know, like, give me a break. Then when you hear it, though, uh, when I actually listen to the whole thing, I do have to say, like, it, it in a, in a little bit, it does seem like Josh is like poking a little. Yeah, bit. like it seems like at some level, Josh is well, testing. I like, think in some way him. he's doing the Ben Shapiro like ten rules on how to debate a leftist, and he's not backing down. He's doubling down. He's sticking to his guns. And well, but he does it, but no, but he he rolls it back. He apologizes and says, "Oh no, I needed to oh, say it for the tension or something." No, I think that's how he started out, though. I yeah. think maybe that's what the the way he went into it a little bit. But. Yeah, you still haven't heard the second part. Of it. I've listened. I'm like three quarters of the way yeah, through. So you haven't heard that second part where they like, no, they they have the conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. I, I try to listen to it at work, but yeah, it's a little difficult to like give it my attention at work. That's yeah. Well, I think something else that was interesting that happened in the podcast is he talks about his background and having his stepfather be black and right. then also cutting his teeth on the black comedy circuit. Right. And I did not know that personally about Josh. And it was interesting because it gave co- some context into the way he thinks and why he he probably did have some jokes that used the N-word and he probably ran it by some black comics and they were probably all right with it. And it's interesting because, A, it was interesting to watch Van kind of because Van at some point says, you know, I think you have some, it's very telling these tweets or whatever. And he was kind of branding him with, you know, the scarlet, you know, right. racist so, letter. Yeah, but racist when Van letter. heard that, that's when he was like, yo, I think you have a glitch in your thinking. He softened a little bit. And it's also interesting too, because I think sometimes we make mistakes as humans that everybody's going to dig in and understand our personal history. And just because you had this upbringing, you're expecting everybody to learn this about this and to read the tweet the same in way that way, you would yeah. in the in the way that you intend it to be. Right. And this is, you know, I mean, miscommunications have been this, you know, the genesis of conflict throughout time. I mean, listen. Right. So. That's something that I've actually dealt with a lot. I think me and Josh, what we both share in common is we have had a lot of experience with the African-American community uh, in childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that informs a lot of my discourse. And so part of the reason why I think I am more willing to ask questions and uh, not follow the SJW line when it comes to race all the time uh, is that I have a lot of experience in that community. And Mm. so I think that that makes me see things more clearly. Whereas I think a lot of people on the SJW side of things really have, this is a horrible word, but there's no other way to say it. This noble savage myth Mm with the black community where they're like, it, they, they have no experience with it at all. So they, they just see it as this like monolithic community to be like pitied, mm. which is fucking bullshit. And it's like, I don't think black people should be pitied. I think black people are equal to white people. Therefore they shouldn't be fucking pitied. And uh, so I think that it's true coming from a place of information with Josh is it's, yeah, you're absolutely right that, 
you kind of assume everybody's going to go there with you. But a lot of people view any discourse yeah. on this as punching they, down. They as take punching the down least charitable ex, you know, Right, and they see it as like, you are shitting on a community yeah. in need. Like, what kind of monster can you be by shitting or like not helping a community in need, right? And so they immediately like their lizard brain just reacts yeah. and goes like, well, you're evil, you're evil, well, you know? And I think that we both struggled with that. Well, remember Charles, uh, the 15 minute set with Devin green. I mean, it was a very similar thing. The guy was doing a set about, um, I think it was, he was visiting a plantation in the South and was about how the people giving the tour were avoiding mentioning slavery. So the target of the joke was whites, the white Southerner giving the tour and this woman interrupted his set and basically called him a racist yeah, it's, it's, and stormed out. There's something well, that... I mean, there is... It's a little different because... Like, what... Uh, the issue that's that's here is not really a misinterpret a misinterpreted joke. Although sure. we can... I have that video ready if you want to watch it. It's very funny. Uh, because this total stereotype that you would describe of an SJW oh, just yeah. has a meltdown over this guy doing very inoffensive stand-up. Whoa. Just because it happens to be uh, tangentially related to black people. Jesus. Well, we can we can watch and laugh. But I, I do want to distinguish that from what the okay, situation yeah. that Josh has found himself well, in. Right, right, right. Because Josh has, I mean, for better or for worse, and whatever arguments want to make about it, he's really put his foot in his mouth, and he's he's not, like, he's not engaging in the end of the conversation where you kind of... I mean, he is. He sort of like backtracked a little bit yeah, on on using that comparison, but I think he would probably get a. He probably would have got less heat if he just saw that tweet take off and then deleted it immediately, and then deleted his Twitter for like a week. And I don't think the pylon would have happened because the the raging fury would have found some other You're place to right. go. You're probably right. You're probably right. That probably would have been the better way to handle it. But, just uh, but instead, delete your Twitter. you're going to get targeted, and then when you get targeted, all your your background shit is going to get brought up. Yeah, so right. like all well, the, the stuff that you media do. audit begins, like no one looks right. good. And this was you know, the deduction that caught the attention of the IRS, and then now they're looking into everything. Well, the, you kind of ha- When you're being a public figure, regardless of his explanations, you kind of have to be thoughtful of like, what the low information person yeah. is getting. Right. And if the low well, information yeah, if person isn't practical. getting the context, you're going to get... I'm not saying it's right to get piled on and, and have yeah. your career destroyed, but it's also like be a little more self-protective in that way. Right. But, you know, he's going to do his thing. Do you want to watch this Devin Green video? Yeah. Uh, so this is at the Hollywood Hotel. Uh, so this oh, is... Oh, this was... what well, you told me about this. I did. Oh, this is you. Wow. This is not we me. Gotta, this is... Uh, we got to put this on Facebook <laughs> or on, we a, on a, YouTube. We a plantation tour and no one mentioned slavery once. <laughs> it was so strange. It was so strange. Like, we were in some slave quarters. This is Devin Green. And uh, the tour guide was like, up. oh, yeah, this wood was uh, recycled. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you hear that? I was laughing. I was like, who recycled A it? black man. Was it yeah. slaves? Was it slaves who recycled it? And she was like, yeah, it was slaves. It was slaves who did it. Before I heard men have it, like, just as bad as women. So this is her. Oh, you probably need to have some spits, please. You don't need to have some spits. And. She's a feminist. Relax. You're wrong. You don't interrupt somebody's fucking. Oh, I know, but I also heard shut the fuck up when I was hearing. Yeah, because it's a cute group. It's really fun. Have a good night, white fucker. White fucker. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
She called Jamel white. So she said that directly next to two black comics sitting at the table. She keeps yelling. So there you go. Jeez. Just melting down over a completely non-racist I, joke. We missed the part that she actually. What what does she say at well, first? She starts ranting. First of all, she rants about these jokes that she claims people were making. The comedian before him was a Muslim Egyptian. <laughs> So I, who knows what she was talking about. She also said that she has a hearing problem. So hmm. I think half of it was related to the fact that she just couldn't hear what people were saying and, and assumed that they were saying bad stuff. So she decides to have a full-blown temper tantrum. What? Yeah, it was great. God. Anyway, that's not really the situation Josh finds himself in. I think somewhat the impulse is somewhat analogous. I don't think it's exactly the same. I think there is important. it's important to have distinctions, but I think that Perhaps the impulse to jump to the least charitable conclusion, I think, is present in both. Oh, and there was there was horrible rent seeking happening. There was some fucking guy in Sacramento who was just like, "Oh, West Side Comedy Theater is this the kind of thing you approve oh, of? Yeah, yeah, I could yeah, come yeah. down there Same and thing. put on a show that's not a you know. It's just like you're not going to do shit. All these people tweeting at West Side Comedy Theater, they're not going to West Side, yeah. so they're never coming anyway. Yeah. It's like. It's just gross. Like it's so weird. These pylons. It's like, yeah. why, why does somebody want to be a part of such a pylon? It's just like an emotional. It's to gut show reaction. that you're a good person. It's, you know, I, I feel like it's like a gut. It's like a well, it's gut also, reaction. According to Ronson, um, people feel powerless in the world, and they feel yeah. like they have no control over their world. And here is someone you can take down. So right. you feel like you have some power. However fleeting, and it makes you feel like you have some right. agency. And in that's your own what life. these women, yeah, they come up and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna." The second I have the slightest bit of power to destroy anything in my vicinity related to this, I'm gonna do it. And so they like tweet Medium, being like, "How about you cut ties with Vandal Press right now?" Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? This is somebody who supposedly this whole movement is supposedly based on empathy. Mm-hmm. Yet you have zero. Somebody disagrees with you slightly on Twitter, and you immediately try well, to destroy them. It's like, what the fuck? Most people only have empathy towards a certain subsection right. of the populace, and conservative empathy, liberal empathy. There's people who are they're empathetic towards, but there are people who are the other. And the dark side of empathy is, is that when you feel empathy towards someone, the person you don't feel empathy towards becomes an other, and you just lash right. out. And they're confusing pity with empathy again. Yeah. And this is a big Nietzsche well, thing. Nietzsche, according to Nietzsche, pits pity. Pity is the worst emotion you can have towards another human being because that's totally putting yourself above them. And that's what these people have. It's like they have this whole hierarchy in their mind, and they are above. Well, I got an, another person came at me. Uh, when I was wrote this very benign tweet supporting Josh, not supporting. Okay, see now I'm gonna get in fucking trouble. <laughs> not supporting, only trying to say like, look, he he was off on this take. It mm-hmm. was not a good take. I don't agree with it, but uh, you know, let's not de- de- decide the guy's evil. You know, mm-hmm. because of this tweet. Um. So somebody else came and they were like, "Oh, look, look, speaking, I mentioned Elon Musk and you're retweeting Elon Musk. Mm. So this other person came and was like, well, uh, hatred against white males is totally justified because white men have destroyed the world. And I'm just like, what? And then secondly, you know, uh, he goes, 
I'm like, well, so what are, you, what are you supposed to make of that? Like, then individual white men should be at a lower status? Or like, what are you saying? And he's like, no, uh, but, you know, white men fucked up the world in the way only white men can. And it's like, okay, so you're not a racist? And you're saying that white men can only fuck up... They're better I mean, at fucking up the world than anybody else? historical. Like, it's also just... It's insane, but it's also like... That's actually white supremacy. Mm-hmm, you're yeah. thinking yeah. only yeah, white true. men can fuck up... We're, we're the only ones with the power to fuck up the world. This or the bad. ingenuity or the talent. Yeah, and it's like, oh, there's all these poor other people just like suffering at the whims of the white man. And it's like, you know, that's fucking white supremacy, man. Oh, here's the... Here's the tweet that I was trying to remember. Uh, you ever hate a bitch's gut so much that you want her to get gang raped in holes that don't exist yet? Yeah, which Hashtag, is, uh, I think I would make her a better person. And that's from 2014. This uh, is a Josh tweet, not, yeah. not a me tweet. Yeah, yeah and to, be, to play the devil's advocate, it's... You're asking a lot for someone to read, not the yeah. tweet that he first had, but these these tweets and the, think that this is an open-minded, you know, nice, non-racist guy. How does this make sense? I don't understand this tweet at all, though. It's like, to well, me, I'm just more bewildered by that tweet. Like, well, what is that? He, what is he trying to say? He said in the podcast that his uh, process is he goes at the most extreme and tries to whittle it down. And I just don't even understand. Like, well, it's not even a joke. This is, I mean, what Josh does on stage is he goes, he starts off with a premise that makes people uncomfortable. Right. And then he's like... He slowly makes it palatable. Yeah, and yeah, then everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, ha 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 ha!" Because he relieves it. the tension. Right, it's right, very, right. it's very tightrope walky style of comedy. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, but that that you see that, and you're just like, "What the fuck? I can't." Yeah. You know, yeah. how do you how do you stand then, with this guy? Well, then the, then then the thing that comes out of that is like, you know, you don't want to say, you know, "Fuck Josh." That's not that's not a being a good friend, but it's also like, well, if I'm like I'm supporting Josh, then it becomes yeah, then like, you oh, get, no, exactly. I came out supporting. Support. Yeah. I I had no idea this was going to happen. I literally just wanted to throw a bone of support in Josh's way because that we're friends, and I just want to be like, hey, uh, you know, I know the guy's not an evil guy. You know, I know he's not actually a racist. I, yeah. And I'm just trying to say, like, I'm trying to understand where he's coming from. And I had no fucking idea I was going to get this reaction. Yeah. People coming at me. Hey, I was so surprised. Hey, at hat. Hey, at Medium, I think it'd be cool if you take a look at one of your official partners is defending up in here today. Maybe cut all ties. Thanks, THX. And then uh, attaching Josh's like terrible tweets as if that's what I am like straight up supporting what he's saying, which I'm not. Well, that's the problem with, you know, not to go back to the last episode, but certain members in the IDW, there are certain ideas that you might find compelling. But if you even say that you find one thing, even if you find 10% good and the 90 percent bad you have right. to own the 90 percent right that's you have bad. to own all of it which and is such which is just so intellectually lazy and it just lacks what you said empathy it's also like these tweets what i don't understand the point i was also making is look when you're making art do you remember fucking eminem's albums in the fucking 90s he was like murdering women yeah. on those <laughs> fucking albums you know even jay-z today you know he's talking about like you know there's lyrics well, of them raping people and things dmx had a fucking song where the entire thing was him raping a 15-year-old girl. Like but, a whole verse about it. But, no, of one of his no. enemies. Like somebody who fucked him over. Is that what Party Up was about? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, no. By the way, <laughs> Party Up has my favorite rap lyric of all time in it. What, what is it? Uh, Listen, your ass is about to be missing. You know who's going to find you? Some old man fishing. 
Why do you like uh, that? It's just so... And, and, so, no, so I'm just saying, it's like, are we to now sense all art can't contain well, these ideas at all? It's like, what the fuck? Come on. Well, I think, you know, back to the Ronson point is someone like Eminem, there's probably people who would like him to lose his career, but they can't stop him from having a career because he's too entrenched. Right. Someone who's in Josh's position, they can harm him. They, they yeah, can, they can still get him. Right. Exactly. He's not, yeah. It's not like, you know, Adam Sandler, who is a conservative. I'm not saying Josh is a conservative, but let's say libertarian conservative. Gary Sinise, Adam Sandler are to the level now, Clint Eastwood, that they could say pretty much anything. They probably would still have their careers. When you're still working your way right. up the ladder, you can that's get destroyed. Can get. Well, now you can get destroyed. Yeah. I, I like now you say the wrong thing, you're done. Yeah, it's fucked up. <sighs> yeah, it's a real it's a real difficult situation because you know you, you have to spend all this time dealing with the content of what he said because there's stuff in there that's just like I just can't yeah. fucking. You know, I can't even say like that's a joke. I, I just mean, look I at it. I don't get like, offended by these things. No, I don't. It's get, like I, I don't. I agree. I don't understand why he would tweet. I don't I feel get, like there must be some reason. Though. I that's don't. Why I, like, I don't get offended either. It's not about me being offended. It's just about me going. Okay, somebody's asking me what I think about Josh, and they're sending me a screenshot yeah. about a woman getting uh, being called a bitch and getting yeah, gang right, raped right, right. in all of her well, non-existent holes, and it's like, uh, and it puts you on the defensive. Yeah, because it's like, oh well. I, I, what do I say to that? I can't say, you know, like, well, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's, it's, there's right. no, there's no greater context that you can rely on. It's just, it's just yeah, but imagine difficult. somebody takes a Jay Z tweet or a Jay Z lyric, like, oh, I'm going to rape women and children. He has a lyric that says that. Mm-hmm. He obviously, it's is it like, hard knock life? No, that's in <laughs> Monster with the Kanye album. And, it, and it's like, I, I took that out afterwards and I was like, yeah, sure. If you send me, the, hold up this lyric that Jay Z said and said, "Oh, do you believe in raping women and children?" Because Jay Z said this on a song. That's insane. No. Like the guy's a fucking artist. My whole point is like, look, when you're an artist, you play in these worlds. You know, you mm-hmm. have dark sides. You're playing around with these ideas, and yeah, you fail a lot of times. But to say that it's just, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's just so frustrating to because you're right. It's like. Am I now endorsing this? Like, no, you know, but it's tough. Yeah. But anyway. to certain reactionaries you are, unfortunately. Right. right. Anyway, find Josh on at Josh Denny at Twitter. Fuck. Uh, we'll see if uh, the darkest hour gets started up again. Now and that, I'm... and then that's the other struggle I got to deal with is like, if he does get that darkest hour show going, he's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And then the question becomes like, oh, if I'm involved with the darkest yeah. hour, are you now a become, known racist? Yeah. You know? Am I in Owen Benjamin bench? Even right. though anybody who knows my stand-up knows I'm not a political stand-up. I don't do those right. things. That's not my thing. So it's the whole thing is just very frustrating. But um, that's it. Cool. Matt, do you have anything to plug? Um, yeah, I have a monthly uh, show at the Hollywood Hotel Thursday oh. Saturday every month. It's a comedy panel slash game show. Ooh, that's how Yeah, fun. Charles has participated on it before. He did the February show, which was Mark Romance. It's a game show. Yeah, a comedy panel slash game show. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's modeled after these British game shows, 8 out of 10 Cats and Mock the Week. You have to be mm. very quick-witted. Uh, not for me, then. No, not for me, <laughs> either. <laughs> you did great. You did fine. That's it. Bye.
merch, 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 merch.